0: plenty of stuff going on internationally with current Bulls, some former Bulls, some incoming Bulls, and even a Bulls coach who is playing in a major softball international tournament. Oh yeah, Got talent all over the place to tell you about. Some really cool notes to pass along to you, especially on one of the recently announced members of the women's lacrosse team. We got some golf news to pass on. We've got track and field. I mentioned international. And also, hopefully, some bulls that'll get drafted. No one on Sunday, but we expect... Drew Brutcher, and perhaps some others to have their names called in the MLB draft. Now, during the month of July, we are giving you, during the week, games that were basically on Bulls Unlimited, the new classics. And on Monday, we got some good ones for you. Now, sometimes it's a classic game, relatively speaking, start to finish. Sometimes it's more about how it ended, and that's kind of what we're going to do. On Monday afternoon into Monday evening, we're going to present back-to-back the second halves of a couple of games from the 2018 season. When the Bulls started off 6-0 and and the game that got them to 6-0, and well, it wasn't that great of a first two and a half quarters or so before the Bulls rallied to win at Tulsa on a Friday night. And the famous ending call by Jim Lauchwell, it wasn't just that. It was a lot of buildup, a lot of things that had to happen. In the fourth quarter, where they outscored Tulsa 15 to nothing. And earlier in that season, game three, the Bulls had seven points going into the fourth quarter, were trailing 19 to seven at Illinois, scored 18 points, including the famous winning touchdown pass from Blake Barnett to Darnell Salomon, and then a defensive stand at the end. So those two broadcasts are fun to listen back to. And especially some of the things that Sam Barrington says during that comeback at Illinois in Soldier Field, actually, where it just didn't seem like it was going to happen. It was very intense. It was very fun. And remember, that was Sam's first year as our analyst after Mark Robinson had retired the season before. So that's the football portion of what we're doing. Oh, yeah, we're going to throw in women's basketball, beating Stanford two seasons ago in the Bahamas. It's all about fantastic finishes on a Monday, and to cap that all off, we're also going to give you the fantastic finish of the 2019-2020 men's basketball season. LaQuincy Rideau hitting the shot at the buzzer. So to recap, get ready for this. Juggles it! Catches it! Touchdown! Bowls lead! Good snap! Good hold! Kick is up! Good! Harvey with six. Long three. Good! with 2.8 to go. Q races it up. Four seconds to go. Two seconds. High arcing three. God! Oh, my God. He hit it. Oh, my God. He hit it. Come to think of it, I guess be ready to hear the word good a few times. Good! Good! good. good. Oh, man. I should have given you a volume warning. So that's what's coming up today. And then we'll continue to let you know on Twitter what we're working on. And if you want to tweet at me at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P, Any suggestions? Any games, basically, starting in the 2017-18 season? Some games you might have forgotten about. When that first season, we didn't really do softball on the regular, but once it got down to the end of the year, and USF happened to be hosting the softball tournament, the conference tournament, and they won both the first game as the one seed barely squeaking by UConn, the eighth seed, in walk-off fashion and extra innings. And the next day, a comeback walk-off win. And Jim Alok was on the call for us, so we'll do those soon enough. But today, it's all about those four games with big-time finishes. Oh, speaking of softball, and we said there were a lot of Bulls, either current or former, or coaches in international competitions, we'll go ahead and tell you. Actually, I'm going to have a chance to talk to Ken Erickson today, and we'll ask him about this for sure. Georgina Cork of course, all-timer for USF, also part of the coaching staff last year. I'm sure she will be taking the circle to start things off at 4 a.m. our time on Tuesday. It's the Group A stage of qualifying. There are basically three groups, A, B, and C, six countries in each, two will advance, to next year's World Cup in Italy, along with two more wildcard teams. And to be one of those, you got to finish third in your group. So here's how it works. You play everyone in your group. That's five games across four days, Great Britain, and everybody will have one day where they play twice for Coric and Great Britain. That'll happen to be Friday where they will play Botswana and then the United States. Yeah, the United States, the number one ranked team in the world, is in Great Britain's group. So is number three Chinese Taipei. So is number nine their opponent tomorrow Australia. So you got to finish in the top four to have a chance to automatically qualify for the World Cup. The top two teams will play each other after the round robin is done. The winner of that one advances to Italy next year. The loser of that one will turn around and play the third versus fourth place winner for the other guaranteed spot. So I guess the idea is Make sure you finish in the top four of your group if you're Great Britain and then hope to advance that way. Keep an eye on her this week. And then next week, we'll keep an eye on Team Puerto Rico, which just this weekend won the Central America and Caribbean Games. Puerto Rico is actually ranked fourth in the world and beat Cuba in a thrilling 2-0 championship. That Kate Garcia-Soto, who had such a great first season for the Bulls, and Camille Ortiz-Martinez, are both on Team Puerto Rico. Again, fourth in the world. And their number two hitter happens to be one of their assistant coaches and former Bulls player, Carla Claudio Rivera. So they won over the weekend again and will be getting set to play in the same event we just told you about but it'll be in group b beginning next week so awesome stuff happening when it comes to bulls playing at the international stage we told you about judith valero the incoming freshman guard for jose fernandez's women's basketball team and Daniela Gonzalez, who was a freshman last year, both taking part in big international competitions. Spain, the under-18 European Championships wrapped up over the weekend, and Spain finished in third place. They were soundly defeated by France in the semifinals and then got a nice 80-52 to 52 win in the third place game to wrap up, well, a bronze medal. So Judith Valero had a lot to do with that. She averaged around eight points a game. And congratulations to her. We look forward to seeing her and the rest of the incoming freshmen soon. We said Danny Gonzalez's Columbia team playing at the America Cup in Mexico was probably going to advance to the quarterfinals, but might run into the United States in the quarters. That's exactly how it went. So they were knocked out in that quarterfinal matchup. But again, more international experience on a big stage for Danny Gonzalez, who had eight points and seven rebounds in the win against Mexico as they wrapped up their group play. They went 2-2 two and two in group and then lost again to the United States, which made it to the final before dropping that one to Brazil. Incidentally, Dani Gonzalez played 37 minutes against Mexico and 38 against the United States. She continues to put up those three-point shots, which was something you didn't expect from a power forward, but she would make them. She attempted 18 of those babies in a total of five games. Looking forward to seeing Danny. Again, And even though her Seattle Storm team is struggling right now to a 4-14 and overall record, Dulce Fankamangiadu just graduated, of course, from USF, got her first start. This was over the weekend and went off a double-double 12 points and 14 rebounds as Seattle lost at New York. But keeping an eye on Dulce. The actual Women's World Cup in soccer begins next week. And stay tuned for full details on all of the former Bulls playing in that. We can tell you that Team Canada announced its squad over the weekend. And yes, all-time Bulls leading scorer Evelyn Vien is on that team. So, rooting for the United States, but also on the side for Canada. And maybe a few more teams that, again, will detail for you, probably on Wednesday's Bulls beat. We definitely can confirm members of the track and field team, those that qualified for the national meet, doing more stuff for their actual countries nationally. Romaine Beckford, would it have been a letdown if he had not won the actual national championship in Jamaica for the High jump, yeah, probably, and he, well, didn't let us down as he cleared 2.23 meters to be a true national champion, in addition to being the NCAA national champion. And Jaleel Kroll, who was a member of the 4x1 relay team that qualified along with Beckford for the finals in Austin, Texas, well, he easily won, and it's not easy, but he won by at least five meters, the 200-meter sprint for his country, the Virgin Islands. Actually, the USF Track and Field Twitter feed put out a video of the race. And I don't know how you do a sprint event on a wet track, but it had been raining, at obviously, plenty in the Virgin Islands. And Jaleel Kroll just blew everybody away. This might blow you away. I've been talking about the members of the women's lacrosse team and how they added officially seven transfers. And one of them is getting a national team invite. And I did not know the full story behind Sophia Chepanek. If you go to Minnie McCord's Twitter page, you'll see a link to an article, an in-depth article about how at Clemson, she signed basically a lifetime NIL deal. She is going to uh, be the the face, if you will, of a women's lacrosse video game. And she might be the face of USF <laughs> women's lacrosse when they begin this upcoming season they'll play some fall ball and they will have their exhibition games next spring begin and then officially starts in 2025 so i urge you to check that out sophia chepenik a pretty impressive get for the bulls and women's lacrosse this looks like an impressive get for steve bradley and men's golf as brock healy qualified for the u.s amateur championship winning an event 11 under par, shooting a final round 63 in Alabama. Brock Healy was the leading score for Kennesaw State, so he will play for the Bulls as a grad transfer. Speaking of golf, it looks like they'll still be practicing in the area that was the claw. Nice article by the Tampa Bay Times over the weekend. Joey Knight looked at a bunch of Tampa Bay sporting events that are no longer, and one of them is the claw as a golf course, but there are some nice renovations that Kaylee Cottrell put out on the USF Athletics Twitter page. Also, we see that the Corbett Soccer Stadium resodding is actually happening right now. That'll be fun to watch. And one other note on women's golf, as Chronicle on GoUSFBulls.com, Juliana Camargo, outgoing Lauren Heinlein, and Leo, Leonor Maderox, were all named to the 22-23 WGCA All-American Scholar Team. Ryan Kirkring, former Bulls closer, got his first action promoted by the Phillies organization to double A over the weekend. And speaking of former Bulls, we anticipate Drew Brutcher falling under that category, looking for his name maybe to be called today at the MLB draft. We'll recap it all for you on Wednesday's Bulls beat. that's going to wrap up the Monday show. I'm Derek Sharp.